Welcome along to F1 Grid Talk. I'm Carl Lawless. And I'm Dave Humphreys. The new weekly Formula One podcast brought to you by uh, yourself uh, and myself, Carl Lawless. Now, uh, I'll just, we'll do quickly introduce ourselves. Uh, as I said, I'm Colm. I'm a radio presenter at LMFM Radio and I'm also a uh, journalism student. Dave? Uh, I'm a motoring journalist, so I'm no longer a student. Um, test cars, fly around the place. Uh, also a big motorsport and Formula One panel as well. And um, so hence we decided to stick our heads together and bring you this. So um, I suppose we're going to be talking pretty much on a weekly basis about what goes on throughout the season following all the races but we thought with the first show uh, we're going to kick off it's we're only about a week or two away from the new season starting Uh, so I suppose the first thing we want to do is we've just finished uh, Bahrain testing second test out in Bahrain there's a lot to go through huge changes this year so I mean I suppose running through the changes that we've had cars look significantly differently mainly to do with the aesthetics divisive nose applications that they've applied so um, part of the rules for this year is that the front end of the cars had to be significantly lower um, but how the teams interpreted it was that there was one fixed point that had to be lower which is why we have these I mean I don't know I don't, yeah that's a polite way of putting it They're, or, or they just sit in them so, somebody I mean they have they do look like um, recreational bedroom aids um, I think in, 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 secret, in, don't in instance, um, but uh, so I mean, it's been a huge talking point when the cars were unveiled first. Um, I suppose some teams have had more interesting interpretations of the rules than others. Um, there's kind of what well, I suppose, apart from Lotus that has this twin tusk yeah. nose, they've all kind of gone with one of two options. So they've gone like with this super low sloped flat nose so like Ferrari have done that um, Mercedes Mercedes have done that and then I think Red Bull have kind of pretty much done that as well well, Um, and then the other end is doing a shorter nose that has this pointy tip the likes of Sauber have done that Force India have tried to disguise theirs by painting it black and making it look less obvious Um, Caterham have done their own just wedge shaped thing um, which looks like their original nose broke off and they've glued another one on yeah. um, so I suppose this year probably more than the la- in recent years there's been the cars look very different to each other like mm. there's not I suppose in past years they've all looked fairly similar to each other but n- there's much more of a unique feel from all the cars this year so that's an interesting thing um, but I think Tor- wing- Toro Rosso have just kind of just thrown the book way out there and yeah. Yeah, they, they've gone from a fairly radical look and design. Um, and obviously then there's other changes. So like rear bodywork now is all fully enclosed. There's one exhaust pipe that has to come out the rear of the car. Um, the wings have gotten smaller. Uh, at the back, the front wings have gotten more elaborate, even further than before. Um, and then obviously, I suppose from the driver's point of view, there's a huge amount of changes now with engine so they've gone from 3 litre V8s last year to 1.6 litre V6s that are now turbocharged as well as having hybrid electric systems so um, massively complicated the teams have had to rethink everything and I think some of the teams aren't doing that well uh, Red Bull being one that I've had yeah Red Bull I think have hit a massive wall are they the worst have they performed the worst so far in testing? I think they have. I, yeah, I think yeah. They, even Caterham and Russia have put in more laps. That's not good. <laughs> not good at all. I mean, look, I suppose a lot of people are saying Xavier Newey's just pushed it 
really far in terms of the packaging and that's probably you know there's a huge so the big thing what you know what makes it so difficult this year is for the teams is the cooling so they have less openings in the bodywork they have these huge much greater battery packs mm. that are generating more heat they've got the cars are now turbocharged which again generates more heat and retains more heat in the engine bay so everything is getting hotter and then obviously the hotter that gets that has an impact on all the other auxiliary systems so um, yeah Red Bull have had a disastrous um, weekend though today the final day of testing they did 70 yeah Sebastian completed 77 laps but he did have a front wing issue and span off the track this morning yes yeah, much like Lewis Hamilton did first test in Jerez yeah, just like he did the exact same year before yeah yeah um, he needs to stop going here first and testing I think, in, <laughs> in Jerez so um, Ferrari seemed to have been way ahead with their car this year I think, I, I think they have but they've also kept very low under the radar yeah there's definitely there's sandbagging going on there mm. it seems that they, they're they the best with engine with sorry with heat management at the moment as well they've yes, done a lot yeah. of kind of made sure that they can do a lot of that but the interesting thing that I think Alonso was saying in testing or sorry in, in an interview after testing that they're having to uh, really carefully manage the fuel mm. uh, so obviously one of the other rules this year is that the cars from lights out to flag can use no more uh, they have to use 100 kilograms of fuel so for anyone who doesn't know fuel they measure the fuel not in litres but in, in by weight so it's kilograms so um, it's about 150 litres of fuel I think um, and they had so there's no refueling this year uh, same as last year but they have to retain a set amount of fuel uh, when they get back to the pits so they so it's a lot harder for fuel management and obviously if you know anything about engines turbochargers tend to use a lot more fuel so um, it, it'll be quite interesting to see how that actually fares out mm. they, they were saying not just on race pace but at the starts for example now they have to use um, they use different what they call pedal maps so, so. basically how much uh, they can change you know they obviously use, use the throttle pedal in the exact same way with as much force but they can adjust then exactly how much fuel that's putting into the engine and how many revs and they can do that mid-race and they? they can do that on the fly off the wheel so I was looking Sauber have a, a thing on their wheel that uh, Guido van der Gaard was d- demonstrating that they have different pedal map pedal maps much like fuel maps mm. um, but Alonso getting back to what I was originally saying is that he was saying even now they have to be careful when starting the race so they can't just absolutely nail it that, like that's how close they have to measure fuel leaving the pits for example they apparently now will have to kind of go away a little bit slower than, than before so I think it's, I think potentially we're going to see I think we're going to see cars running out of fuel I think we're going to see cars disqualified for having not enough weight, not enough weight at left the at the end of the race So, um, or not enough fuel left at the end of the race so I think that could be interesting I don't think we're going to see that many retirements from engine failures yes cooling is a different issue mm, yeah yeah and the hot races I suppose at the start of the season will will kind of I suppose demonstrate that or, or push that a little bit further mm. um, but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it all goes the other thing as well was that one thing I've noticed is how quiet the cars are Yes, but they they still sound great. They do still sound great. Yes, that's a very good point. That was that was a, that was a big problem. Everyone was 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 hoping wouldn't happen when the engine 
reg- regulations change that the engines might sound different. I think they, sound, they sound different. I think they sound kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Go back to the eighties with when they had the turbos. Yeah, it's, it's a bit different, and it's funny. Like even now, when you, when you see them leaving the pits, you can actually hear the tire screech because the overall volume of the engine isn't as loud. So, but even the drivers are saying that they find it quite difficult to adapt because they're used to having this huge loud engine note and now they've more wind noise than engine noise so yeah. uh, interesting to see how that goes um, just on engine noise I think mm. the Ferrari has this really cool spooling down noise very weird isn't it it's yeah. almost like an airplane when it's turning off when it comes back to the pits yeah that's uh, again they have these turbos now and the turbo also spins up uh, basically spins up like a dynamo inside the uh, the, one of the energy uh, recovery systems so they use the turbo to basically spool up uh, yeah. a generator that generates more electricity and recharges the battery so the cars are like they're so much more complicated this year in terms of how the whole system and they, they keep calling them power, pa- units. power units rather than engines. engines because there's an engine but there's also then a curse system which the drivers don't operate anymore this year either so Do they not? no it's all done they don't have a curse button like they had last year so it's all done through the throttle pedal so when they plant the throttle down the car's ecu determines how much extra power that the you know electric electric power is going to be fed into the system mm. they do still have a DRS system, yep. um, which I think has been increased in terms of the size of oh, the yeah. aperture this year, so they can now, when they open up, it, it should have even more of an effect. So it's going to be a very interesting season this year, I think. I wonder if that if DRS was something that was overlooked by some of the drivers during testing. I mean, there's so much new stuff to look at on the car. I wonder if it had any of them. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose even some of the cars, I mean, some of the testing that's been done isn't has been really low level testing and mm. just what they've all kind of the, the buzzword is systems testing um, where they've been going out and doing two laps at a slow pace and then just coming back in for an hour and then going back out and doing something else so yeah. it's interesting to see and also with the failures that they've had anytime something's gone with a part of the end of the power unit should we should we get used to calling them um, it's taking hours and hours to replace it's not like in before where it was like okay if something goes they can do a gearbox change in an hour now it's like six or seven hours to go and rep- you know take the system apart and mm. put in a new system so it's certainly it's going to be very tricky especially for anyone now going into races and if, if you know if in FP3 just before qualifying you have something that eats itself you're effectively probably going to be out of qualifying, so yeah. which then means you've got to resort back to the hundred and seven percent rule to, you know, to see are you worthy of being included on the race. So, and but God, just going back to the hundred and seven percent rule, yeah. a startling fact I found that during the second test in Bahrain, six of the twelve drivers who completed that second test wouldn't have made the hundred and seven percent. Really? Rule. Yeah. But I wonder how much of that is sandbagging because they haven't been uh, that's driving true. at pace because. I think Rosberg set a time that was faster than last year's pole lap mm. already and they're talking that in China because the cars are more aerodynamically sleek because yeah. they have less apertures and they have smaller wings that they're talking about hitting even higher speeds for example in China where they've got this huge long straight they're kind of talking about you know hitting 230 miles an hour now rather than 210 that they used to do yeah. so, so it'll be interesting to see and plus the cars now have 
eight speed boxes, I think. Eight whereas speed. they're yeah, they're now allowed. I don't know if everyone is running them, but eight speed boxes are going to be allowed now as well. So again, it's, it's all it's all very very interesting this year. They're probably the biggest year for a long time where they put in so a huge many. amount of changes all at once. And mm. so I think a lot of the teams, even last year, kind of second half of the year, they just stopped development. Yeah. Just to, there was so much to develop for this year. So driver changes. This year, uh, quite a few. Well, we've seen Sergio Perez go from McLaren, which was a very short stint. Well, I wouldn't say he went. <laughs> but I think his replacement, Kevin Magnussen, has really impressed myself during testing. Yeah, he's done pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he's got big shoes to fill mm. in the sense of having Button as a teammate isn't easy. Right, I, I think Button is his manager or his, his coach, is he? There's a link there somewhere as well. It's all kind of incestuous in there. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting to see. And then, obviously... We have to have a moment of silence for Mark Webber's leaving of Formula One, unfortunately. Very sad. Um, but Alicia is racing. He's back with Porsche this year, racing at Le Mans in, in their endurance series. But he's been replaced by another Aussie, which is Daniel Ricciardo yep. from junior Red Bull team Toro Rosso. How's he going to get on with Vettel? Uh, well, they raced back in Formula BMW a few years back, mm. so the relationship might last a little bit longer. Yeah. But when it comes down to who's number one driver, that could. Yeah. Really well, things. I think it's pretty clear that. Yeah. I don't think Ricardo is going to rival or worry Vettel that much in terms of driving skill. Or am I am I being too harsh on him? I don't think he's no, that great a driver. I don't think he's that great of a driver, but I think he, he definitely wants to prove himself. But he might get the chance if Vettel mm. stay. It doesn't stay at Red Bull. I mean, this season could. Could it be his last season at Red Bull? Really? He he, ha- he has renewed to 2016, I think. But you know there's going to be... Perf- I mean, for example, performance clauses are all about having it under contract. Yeah. This year, more than any year, I mean, I don't think he's Red Bull got the potential not to have a car that might not be absolutely dominant like it was before. I don't even think Red Bull have completed race distance mm. in testing, so mm. that's one option. Interesting, yeah. I don't know. It would be a bit strange not seeing him there, having been brought up all through the ranks and the whole the whole team is built around them but that should, it's the same then with Lewis Hamilton and McLaren yep fair point people that, said he was that, foolish to leave that didn't well and that turned out fairly well <laughs> for me <laughs> certainly laughing but it'd be interesting but where would, I mean okay look the season's only not even started yet but where if he was to go where would he go Ferrari I think Ferrari surely is the only place that would lure him away I think so but Kimi Räikkönen has a one year contract with an option for an extra year mm. and I think after 2015 I think that's probably where he's heading you reckon yeah mm. then again I mean Kimi took the money and ran before yeah to make way for Alonso he seems a lot happier I think I've seen photos of mm. himself and Stefano Domenicale looking very pally at the mm. moment yeah then again though we haven't <laughs> we're not into money the talks. season yet yeah, yeah money talks but I think that's going to be another interesting thing having having Raikkonen and Alonso on the same team that's going to be I think that's gonna, that is going to be I think we're going to see proper ding dong this season between the two of them yeah. because I mean Alonso again you know he's been that dominant driver he's a double world champion he's had four years at Ferrari where he came in and they did everything for him he mm. had Massa I know Massa nearly won the championship Same he came as age. close as possible but ultimately he has been subservient to Alonso the yeah. whole time so I mean you know, he's used to having somebody as a, 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 a as very clearly defined well a very clearly defined number two driver yeah 
Raikkonen like doesn't play that he, role. He doesn't. He doesn't kind of play by the rules most of the time. No. And he didn't even when he was in Lotus, and he was effectively the number one driver there, and he still threw his toys out of the pram. So, mm. I mean, what's going to happen if you know halfway through the season and they're you know, if Alonso's slightly ahead on points and it comes over the radio to move over, you know, I mean, can you imagine what's going to happen if he's told that, you know, over the radio, Alonso is faster than you? Well, we all remember it's, the radio messages. That. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's going to be worth the Sky TV renewal just for the Ferrari Absolutely. team radio next Absolutely. year or this year, I think. So, I mean, just that, I suppose, further down the teams. It's all kind of changed. So Massa has now gone to Williams, and Ro- and Rob's, Rob's maybe uh, gone with him. Could be an interesting move because Williams have kind of been there, thereabouts, and testing. All right, they're not top four, but they're certainly the fifth team. Would Would you not think they're top four? I think they've completed race distance, and they've, they've done a lot of laps. But I think them and Force India. I don't think we've seen everything from Force India, and they have the last couple of years have really upped their game. So yeah. that could be an interesting one. Um, I think there, there's money. At Williams, to and spend. they've got Pat Simmons at Williams as yeah. well, who knows a thing or two about Formula One cars. So that could be interesting. Um, and obviously, they have. I mean, they've now. Well, it's not official, but there's talk of a Martini livery system, and that um, looks pretty awesome. And that's got to be worth a tenth of a second a lap at least. Yeah. So uh, that would be kind of cool. It's like it's like the eighties all over again. We've got turbo, huge turbo power Formula One cars and Martini race liveries. Yeah. It's, Brilliant, um, and we've got Kimi Räikkönen, who's kind of like the, the modern day James Hunt. Absolutely, ah, oh, this is shaping up to be miraculously good. Um, further down, we've got Danny Vias, yes, at Toro Rosso, yeah, GP3 champion in 2013. Mm. But has he got what it takes to mix it with the big boys? This thing, I think some of these guys are coming in too soon into the sport, you mm. know. And this whole thing of of if they win in, you know, they've got it, they've got to exit the series after they win the championship. I'm not sure if it's actually the best thing in the world. No. Um, Pastor crashed crashed yeah. is now gone to Lotus and taken all of his oil money with him there. Yeah. Um, which they'll probably need for repairs, and he, you know, it's him and. Roman you know, Grosjean Roman Grosjean the French village idiot I mean <laughs> like I don't know that's, I don't think that's a great driver pairing yeah no I, I think he had a stellar last six races in 2013 but let's because not... he had a P45 hanging over him yeah that's the thing yeah but then again he also was threatening Lotus I mean they weren't paying up so he could yeah. easily left yeah but then again, oh, I don't know if anyone was going to take him, though. That was the thing. That, that's you true. Know? He didn't really have... I mean, I know he's kind of had a bit of a tantrum, but mm. what are you going to do? You can't have a tantrum when you've nowhere to go. So, But I think Roman Grosjean... I don't know how well he's performed without Eric Boulier. Eric Boulier was his mentor. Yeah. And stuck up from an awful lot. There was a lot a of kind of much. you know national pride at stake there. Yeah. So, yeah, so Boulier's gone to McLaren. That's a very interesting... Taking Whitmarsh's place, who... I don't think there's still yet to be an official announcement about it. He's just kind of like, Ron has come in back to the team and just Whitmarsh has suddenly disappeared to another part of the company. Ron has just tied a brick to Whitmarsh's legs and yeah. thrown him into the McLaren lake. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, gone, never to be seen again. Boulier, he, I wouldn't have said he's McLaren material, if I'm honest. Mm, you could say the same about Sam Michael, though. Yeah. yeah. Although he's, he has sort of brought the curse with him. Is that Michael did a bit last year, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think Boulay will be interesting as a team, you know, as a team boss. Mm. Um, we haven't really seen he hasn't. He's kept quite low profile. He's probably still got a degree of gardening leave left 
before I'd, he I'd can so. start with the team. But be interesting to see. I mean, look, it is good promotion. Look, he, you know, he's helped drag Lotus out of the doldrums mm. to effectively be the third team last well, a, year. A race-winning team, you know? that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, Um I mean, interesting to see. But then again, Lotus have also lost uh, some of their design team to back to Ferrari. Yeah, some of their PR team in the last couple of days have also left. Mm. People responsible for some epic some tweets. Some epic hashtags, yeah. yeah. Um, they definitely won the World Championship for PR <laughs> last year on Twitter, anyway, between all the Formula 1 teams. So, yeah, there's, there's been a massive amount of change this year. So, um, I mean, so here we are. Next, first race is going to be up um, Australia again I actually can't even think of predicting anything for this race not for, not for this race but who would you put your money on for a race win this season I I kind of think Ferrari are going to be strong this year I think it's probably going to be their strongest year Alonso is going to be pushing like crazy mm. I mean he's been he's been there for four years now he came off the back of double world championship went to Ferrari and it's just been he's been on his arse the whole time yeah he's come so close and the team keep letting him down yeah and I think I mean, I think it could be his last year at Ferrari as well if if it doesn't happen but you know if it doesn't happen this year will he do a tango with Vettel and, and do a job swap that's not impossible mm. I mean it was kind of it was kind of hinted at I mean they were hinting that he was actually going to go and replace Weber yeah and have the two of them but I mean that could be that could have been nuts had that happened. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, I I think Alonso wouldn't take to being equal footing in a team. No. Yeah. You know, even what they say about Ferrari, but Raikkonen now, Alonso is still going to have the edge, isn't e- he? Equal footing never worked when it was mm. Hamilton and Alonso and McLaren. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that, that backfired. T- yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I know it was talked about that he was going to go back to McLaren. <laughs> yeah. But. I don't know. I don't know whether whether that'll work. I would really like to see Button get another championship. It's been a very hard winter for him. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, losing uh, his dad didn't help. Losing his dad, and obviously, well, I mean, the car is thankfully looking a bit more positive now this year. Mm. I would like to see them. I would like to see him come back and do something. You know, even if he's only a championship, I'd like to see him get a couple of wins. I think he's one of the the best drivers out there, and mm. he's not had the best of luck with cars no, throughout Honda, his career. You Honda know, Honda almost decimated him, and then he came back with Braun, and that was such a unbelievable season. Yeah, like the, the stuff of Hollywood movies. Um, but obviously now we don't have Ross Braun on the sport uh, again. He's he's retired. So there was rumours that he could have filled Martin Whitmarsh's. Yeah, I I would imagine it was at least one or two phone calls made about that. But mm. I think he's you know he's had a couple of health scares himself, so I think he's quite he's probably just going to go back to being. You know, he said he just wants to go and do a lot of fishing. So yeah, enough. But I, I I think give him a year. I think he might get an itch again, and you know he he might end up coming back, but. Um, I think the the I think the pressure really for this year is going to be on Red Bull. Mm. You know they've had what four consecutive wins now, in terms of you know constructors championships and world championships. Yeah, it's going to be very tricky for them this year, isn't it? With all the changes that are going on, they've had such poor form and testing. Yeah. Oh, it's tricky. I think Ferrari and possibly Mercedes. I think are going to be on the podium. On, Definitely one of them on the podium, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, 
but I think this year more more so purely because of all the potential that there is for failures, for things to go wrong. I think we could see a really like that like two seasons ago we had like eight winners in the first race. First yeah. I races. think it could be like that this year. I think we could see some really random results. And even I think we could see some races potentially where there's a massive amount of dropouts. Where you could count the win- their results on a on a hand. Yeah, I think so. I'd like add add into something like a wet race as well and Yeah. And then you've, there's, a f- there's a few rookies as well. I mean, you've got Kamui Kobayashi as Marcus yes, one call yeah, coming yeah. back, and Marcus Eriksson, and of course Danny Fiat as well. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of new guys there. And, you know, and these cars, it, according to the drivers, are harder to drive again mm. with, with the turbocharging coming in, and with brake by wire isn't all that it's cracked up to be at the moment, according to the drivers. So yeah, it could be a very interesting season. I at the moment just couldn't put bets on. I actually don't think. Yeah, like I. Can't even fathom who could possibly win the first race of the year. Part of me wants to see Felipe Massa and the Martini Williams get a win this season. I don't know. I I think Massa. Look, I've not. I've gone on the record. I've not been a fan of Massa for a long time. I think after he came back from, I think it was very, you know, very onerous that Ferrari kind of kept him on. They gave him the time. They took him back, but. Ultimately, he has not been as good since he had that accident. He hasn't been the same. And though. he really should have been dropped. I mean, they probably should have dropped him after that season. Maybe have brought somebody new in. I mean, look, they could have done something with Hulkenberg. That never happened. That 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 was meant to happen, but I think when Raikkonen suddenly became a free agent, that that was yeah, exactly. That was always going to happen. And you know, obviously. I remember, unfortunately, yeah, it was a couple of seasons on, but with uh, Robert Kubica as well. He was also lined up. The biggest, probably, what could have, what if in Formula One, yeah. you know, in recent times. So I think even Mark Webber was was lined up, but he's just too tall. I think. Yeah, that was the thing. He's yeah, he's too big for the car. So look, I think this year, at the moment, af- as it stands, after Episode One, I still can't call it. Um, but I think maybe. We, we, between now and before the next race we'll do another episode mm. and uh, I'll come up with some predictions <laughs> <laughs> I need a bit of, uh, need a bit more time to talk about it so um, but obviously anyone who wants to get in touch with us they can tweet us yep. so any any feedback opinions questions uh, they can send us a tweet it's at F1 Grid Talk so F and the number one Grid Talk um, we will get around to setting up we've a I Facebook we, we page we just set up a Facebook yep. page this evening so, so that's F1 so Grid Talk as well so check that out and obviously get in touch with us we will throughout the build up to the next race be putting up pictures info gossip mm. everything that's going to happen there um, if you want to get in touch with us individually you are on Twitter you are at Colm Lawless underscore underscore and I am at Lord Humphreys H-U-M-P-H or E-Y-S Get in touch with us, let us know. Yep. Um, alternatively, you can find us on our own F1 Grid Talk Twitter feed. There we go. We'll talk before the next race. Yep, um, before the time. first race, two weeks' time. So we'll talk. We will let you know, hopefully, where you should be putting your five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should give everyone a bet. Yeah. Um, so I'll have a rack of my brains and see who potentially we could um, be putting money on for a win. And we'll go from there. So until then, bye-bye. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.